Welcome, 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 or welcome back to the Minas and Paris podcast. The podcast that's all things about travel, be it destinations, customs, food, technology, intellectual, international curiosity, and exploring the world. I'm Zen, and I'm in the studio with Kristen. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Katharina. Hi. So, uh, if you didn't know, it's like uh, Kristen was complaining that she wasn't yeah. introduced first, so we did. Feelings were hurt. Your My feelings were hurt. <laughs> just kidding. I'm gonna just roll. Kidding. I'm gonna start rolling care. dice and like, yeah. we'll, we'll flip a coin. Flip a we'll coin. See. Flip All a right. coin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, um, in a previous podcast, we mentioned before, there seems to be an airfare war for cross-country travel. Um, Round-trip tickets can be found from LAX to the East Coast for as little as $400. I'm not sure if it's the opposite way, but definitely from LAX out mm-hmm. and back. So, if you're a careful traveler um, and scanning we scanning for places to go on the East Coast, we mm-hmm. thought, hey, Washington, D.C., um, about six months ago, we did one on Washington, D.C., yeah. but it was a slightly different bent because it was during the federal shutdown mm-hmm. and trying to give you guys some ideas of what you could do when all the Smithsonian um, museums were closed. Yeah. So this one is a more typical one. It's like, what can you do in Washington, D.C. <laughs> when everything is open? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> This week, once again, after the break, we talk about our favorite things to do in Washington, D.C. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. Katharina, you have not been, right? I have never been to D.C., but I have some facts. As always, because you always do research on places everywhere. Yes. So some facts maybe you all know. Washington, Washington, D.C. is the capital city of the United States of America. I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Not Hollywood. (laughs) Oh, gosh. D.C. stands for District of Columbia. The city is named after George Washington, the first president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the District of Columbia, which is roughly 68 square miles, was founded on July 16th, 1790. It's a federal district and is not in any state and is a territory of its own. So I'm guessing it's like Vatican City in yeah. Italy, kind of set Except up. it's not its own country. Vatican oh, that's is true. its own country. Right? Yeah, yeah, Vatican's yeah. its yeah. country. And but it, yeah, it's like unincorporated to any other state. Or, so it's like its yeah. own state. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, but without the representation. Yeah, all those no different caveats. People. But it does not belong to, it's surrounded by Maryland. It's across the river from Virginia, but is considered separate from both of those. Is there a local tax? Probably everything has a tax. Like Washington D.C. <laughs> anyway, state. Well, what state? It's not exactly. Anyways, keep yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Um, so, some just fun facts. There were two American presidents that kept alligators at the White House. Were they from Florida? Um, <laughs> If Herbert Hoover or John Quincy <laughs> Adams were, I, I don't uh, know, but they had alligators not. as pets. I mean, what does that look like? Do you have a leash? Does it have a litter box? Do you train it? Oh I have goodness. so maybe many questions. A, maybe it's in a lake. 
outside. Oh, maybe in it's just pond. like the this alligator lives here. Yeah. When you say pet, I have a very different yeah, mindset. Yeah, I mean, it says pet, but... Like pajamas in its own bed. I don't <laughs> like, think so. Okay. Maybe it had its own pool inside. Okay, that makes more sense. I got another story about a presidential... <laughs> pet later on okay. you can just keep going right. um also i had no idea washington dc citizens love their wine in fact huh. these folks drink more wine per capita than any other u.s state wine wine they strike me as a beer town yeah i guess they want to be fancy mm. i think it's probably fancy because they, they're just so overwhelmed with politics all the time they need a drink all the time beer is good for that too <laughs> well, that's you know true. Yeah. Um, super random, but I guess the National Cathedral in D.C. has an engraving of Darth Vader. <laughs> so I guess our this, real founding father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So this iconic building has many gargoyles, and one of them is sculpt has the sculpted head of Darth Vader. When was that built? I have n- I that don't know is that part. fascinating. Yeah, maybe the gargoyle like. The head fell off, and they just decided to replace Maybe. it with Darth Vader. Uh, let's oh, that's see. Funny. Um, wow. I guess there's underground tunnels beneath the Capitol. Mm-hmm. That makes Never sense. seen by the public. Yep, yep. Uh, DC's Metro is the second busiest subway system in the U.S. Uh, New York is the first. <laughs> well, that makes sense. The DC area, I think, was recently ranked the worst for traffic, and commuting, and stuff. Really. It's like at least like second to LA, but it's up there. I think it might be worse. And I had no idea Washington Washington DC gets more rain than Seattle. Wow. Yeah. By only by two inches. <laughs> That's quite a bit. But that still. means they get at least as much as yeah. Seattle. That's crazy. I wow. know it's during the summer, it's always oh. actually you know, it, it's summer funny rains. Midwest and the East Coast always has a lot of rain. Right. Yeah. But it's always like a little bit each day kind of thing, not during the Constant. summers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Warm rains and it's it's mm-hmm. always like um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just very different. So Yes. And yeah. I it's sad, but George Washington never lived in the White House. I it recently was, learned that, yeah. It was built after him. So the first mm-hmm. president that actually lived there was John Adams. So he was the second president. No. Yeah. Yes. He was, yes. I promise. Okay. okay. I'm obsessed with the Hamilton musical, so okay. I know a lot of presidential history. <laughs> uh, do you guys know how many bathrooms there are in the White House? 70. No. Lower? Lower. <laughs> 20. Higher. 30. I guess. 35. Ooh. There are 132 rooms, though. That's my first 132 guess. rooms in the White House? Bedrooms yeah. or rooms? It says rooms. Okay. And six wow. levels in the residence. I six have, yeah. levels? Maybe they're cutting the underground. It must be. Um, wow. And there's 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, eight staircases, and three elevators. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they're also the oldest fish market in the United States. In D.C.? Yeah. Wow. That does, seem to, I didn't know yeah. that. That seems surprising. Wouldn't like The main Boston avenue or? fish market opened its doors in 1805 and has been operating ever since. Huh. And the White House, isn't it like <clears throat> it's actually a coat of paint? Like a whitewash of some sort? Probably. I, I, I recall something along those mm, lines, yeah. but... No. All right. Yes. Well, then, Zen, what's your story with an animal? Oh, oh yeah, the other presidential oh, oh, oh. animal. So, um, 
one president, or actually maybe even two presidents, had a raccoon. Oh, raccoons are so cute. <laughs> as a pet. Trash pandas. Yeah. Um, give us a hint. Huh? Give us a hint, too. Recent or did he, yeah, recent. did he pass away already? Oh, yeah, he passed uh, away. Okay. It's been a while. Okay, okay I don't know that okay. many presidents. So I I were we either. alive <laughs> when this president? I wasn't alive. You were alive. <laughs> Is it one we would know? Like, yeah, it's not someone that... I'm going to say... Wait, did you... Huh? Taft. No. Okay. Carter. No. Carter was around when I was yeah. alive. Okay, we give up now. <laughs> um, Calvin Coolidge was uh. one of the two. Now, ask. Now, this is the funny part. Ask me how he got <laughs> raccoon. It. He found it in his trash his can, and he didn't want to throw it out. No, <laughs> it was closer to a presidential pardon. You know how they pardon turkeys? Yes. He pardoned the raccoon. Wait, why? Yeah. Because the live raccoon was sent to the White House from a state in the South who ate raccoons. It was a cannibal raccoon? No, no, no. Humans ate the raccoon. Humans eat raccoons in the South (laughs) at the time period. And they sent him for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my turkey, but a raccoon. They sent him a turkey. And, um... (laughs) Oh, why? No, they sent him a raccoon. Yeah, it was, um... They say it's somewhere, like, they say it tastes something between chicken and suckling pig. Oh, my God. They actually ate the raccoon? Yeah. They, I thought no, this was his pet. No, no, no. He, That's he why he got sent he it. He pardoned oh, it. Okay. And his wife um, was very much an animal lover. Aww. And they said, nope. And instead, they adopted the raccoon. And oh. they kept the raccoon. That's heartwarming. So, um, they, <laughs> so they were, um, oh, I'm sorry. It was from Mississippi State. Mm. So I didn't want to have to call them out, but okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. So, anyways, so that that's my bizarre um, raccoon story. I, and randomly, I don't know how I. I think it was one time I was that's looking funny. up some information about like pardoning turkeys, and then right. like, oh, a raccoon was pardoned. It's like what? <laughs> you know, it's like what? When was he president? Like what year was this? Nineteen twenty. Well, at least this the pardon happened in nineteen twenty six. Okay, guys, isn't that crazy? Like. When you say the 20s, you think of 1920s and when you're in the 20s again? Yeah. Almost. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't seem like that. And we don't have flying cars yet. No. I'm disappointed. Uh, Same. Same. Back to the Future is upsetting me. Their predictions are a little bit short. They were really close, though. Yeah. (laughs) So, so what's your favorite thing? Uh, You know, I guess as Kristen and I around these types of things, it's like. So, what should I do? What should I see if I ever go? Well,. I mean, obviously, all those museums are great. So, um, where to start? Uh, okay, <sighs> Smithsonian's. Okay, yeah. So, why don't you, so we talked before about things that you can do when things are when Shut things are closed. And so we so we talked about like the monuments, um, bars and restaurants. Uh, so we kind of talked about yes, that in the we past, talked about that. Uh, and the exactly. spy museum. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Spy Museum. Which I you got a go chance there. to go in, but didn't get to experience <laughs> the new one. To experience any of it, yeah. Um, but the lobby was cool. <laughs> how about we talk about um, your favorite Smithsonian's or things that are open now? That So, by the way, go mm-hmm. look at a previous podcast. It's about six months ago. Yeah. If you want to see what you can do in Washington, D.C. That's not run by the government. That's yeah. not yeah. run by the government. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about things that are run by the government that are your favorites. Mm, you start. I need to think. Okay, I got. Yeah. 
Four free, four free for it. God, the speech centers in my head are not working today. Okay. Um, I, I would say there's four Smithsonian's that are my favorite. One, one, two common and one not common. Okay. So I'll go with the common ones first is uh, the Air and Space Museum. Mm. If you like airplanes or if you like, yes. if you like space or something like that, you have to go see the Air and Space Museum. So many times yeah. I've gone to other people, other places where they have an air and space museum and this is a replica of the spirit of 76 or this is a replica or this is the same size no they actually have the apollo 11 command module there they actually have you know the wright brothers flyer my grandma worked on the apollo 11 no kidding what what my grandma worked on apollo 11 i'm almost positive it was that one yeah what did she do she worked for like jet propulsion labs or something or was she a (gasps) hidden figure Oh, I wish. I don't think she was that smart. <laughs> um, my grandma's going to be 102 this year. She's still alive. But um, she we she moved to the L.A. area, I want to say, in like the 50s. And she, I don't even know. I can't tell you. But she worked in some – she worked on the Apollos. And I remember knowing that growing up. And even at her 100th birthday party, we had a big cake that was like shaped like the moon with like the Apollos on it oh and my stuff. Gosh. I'm sorry, I and I can't even tell you what exactly. Oh, can she you did. call her and ask her? Um, she's probably sleeping right I mean, now. Not she sleeps right, a lot. Right but now, <laughs> when you, you, the next I'll time t- you see know, her. let me text my mom and get some details on this. Um, but That's she was so cool. involved with them in some way. So that is really cool. Anyway, sorry. Continue your story. Um, they have the Apollo Command module. So I'm a you know I I was born in the '60s, and um, that's when you say that proudly. No, no, in the 60s, meaning like, that's how old I am. I know. Um, Say it proudly. Okay. That's when we put the man on the moon. So, um, I was 69. Oh, dun dun dun. Uh. Conspiracy theorist. (laughs) And so, when I was young, space was a huge thing. You wanted to be a fireman, you wanted to be a policeman, and you wanted to be an astronaut. And so, to this day, I have a huge fascination of space, and I think that's coming back again, that we're looking to the stars. Mm -hmm. Um, So, they have so many things that that deal with the space program, and it's amazing. Um, They also have the Wright Flyer, the Wright Flyer, that actually, the first plane that ever flew um, in California. California in the United mm-hmm. States. Um, it was by the Wright brothers, and they were from Dayton, Ohio, who owned a bicycle shop, and they took it to North Carolina to fly it on the beach because it had um, proper conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, the two other exhibits that I really, really enjoy is um, the African American um, Pioneers in Aviation and Space, mm-hmm. and it shows. I think this is what. All the Smithsonian museums are really, really fantastic. It's talking about all the different... They talk about constantly about how minorities are such an integral part of the United States fabric. Mm. And on so many times we forget about um, some of the minorities. And mm-hmm. they actually... Um, they they call them out and show all their amazing accomplishments. Another one is equally important, and maybe your grandmother is in it, is they have <laughs> women in flight. Well, she so, wasn't a pilot or anything. I know, but, but I mean... Well, that'd be nice. Maybe she's in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's women scientists. It's women aviators. It's women... In, wow. And having a daughter is to show her that there are so many strong women mm. out there. Um, yeah. These are the types of exhibits that really, really resonate with me as well. Yeah. Um, the other one is 
the other museum I really like is the Natural um, National Museum of Natural History. Yeah. Um, nothing like dinosaur bones. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> dinosaur bones and. Um, but the two areas that you have to go to um, if you do visit is one they have the Hope Diamond. Oh, that's there. Yeah, the Hope Diamond, and What's it's just the biggest diamond in the world. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And it's a canary diamond. It's yellow, I or is it is it a blue it's, diamond? It's a blue diamond. <laughs> and the Titanic. Yeah, it's like the Titanic one. The original, off the top of my head, the original diamond was something crazy like six. Well, it was more than 68 carats before it was cut, but it was owned by... It does look like the heart of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, wow. It is big and blue. It was owned by French King... I'm just going to say Louis because Louis always sounds good. Someone's going (laughs) to... Yeah, someone's a Louis in there. (laughs) Someone's a Louis in there. It weighs 45.52 carats. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And it He's has a really India. interesting. Sorry, it was from India, it managed to make it to France. It was a king, like King Louis. <laughs> it was like in a brochure or something like that. There was a revolution. It got taken or stolen. It ended up in London. Got recut, and then it was recut, and then there was it was sold again, mm-hmm. and then like some woman in New York owned it for something like 40 years and she like wore it to every party she oh went gosh. to and then some other diamond broker bought it and it somehow he donated it to like the smithsonian and wow. so it has this good for him like this history this crazy history of just and and you can they actually for the most part have it documented who owned the darn wow. thing so and it I mean, was louis the 14th oh i knew there right. had to be a louis you in there it. well there was like 16 of them yes you're right and the other thing is they have a. Uh, if you have kids they have a butterfly pavilion oh so you can actually go in and it's a what do you call it where not arboretum where they it's like a place where they have lots of plants but all the arboretum. plants are arboretum i thought yeah. arboretum is trees or or arboretum plants okay either and or and know. it's filled with uh plants that sustain butterflies Aww. and so you go in there and there's hundreds and hundreds of butterflies and they'll land in your hair and they'll land on oh, your bag I love that. and then they'll land on your clothes and they land everywhere and you can hang out with all these butterflies in different colors or blue ones yellow ones and <laughs> orange ones and spotted ones and and take you know Please. take pictures with them and it's just an amazing experience um the one that i'm gonna say that i like that's a little bit uncommon on people's list is the national postal museum Oh, um, this is when I was younger. They didn't have this, so this is interesting to me. Um, they have just documenting postage in the United States, whether it be letters or stamps. They have a huge collection of a huge stamp collection. Mm-hmm. You actually can see the stamps, and they nice. teach you all about yeah. the history of postage. They have all the postage planes and the trucks and the trains. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you have a little kid, they run around and they get to see how post how mail got sent around the United States throughout the ages. Pony um, Express. Pony, they, they have a thing about the Pony Express Love as well. It. Yeah. Which, do you know that the Pony Express only lasted for like two years? What? It was something crazy. I thought shortly. it was like an institution. <laughs> okay, so for, they talk, okay, so 
the Pony Express is something that they used to take mail from coast to coast. And what they right. would do is they have a bunch of ponies that. And were this separated. was like in like pioneer days or like yeah. Western yeah. when like the West wasn't developed. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Two years. Wow. And when they were trying to get mail from across across the nation, they would have like a pony like every like five miles or something like that. Yeah. And then you give the mail to one guy, and he would take <laughs> every that five miles something five ten miles, and the pony would, you would oh run my. with they would run. With the mail, no. and then hand it off to the next guy. I, it might be I don't know how many miles, but oh, the thing is, wow. so they so they were actually running. To what do the they next call guy. those? The marathons where you like pass the baton? Is that a word? Uh, relay races. Relay yeah. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how they would get the mail across the United States. And it was wow. like it ran for. Someone checked me on this, but it was like two years, I think. I'll and then the telegraph dis- the telegraph destroyed it. Oh, oh no. Yeah. And there's well, a crazy story. And they actually have this in the postage museum. Nice. So I think it was actually picked up by the service was picked up by the regular postage. Oh service. my gosh. It sorry, it operated from April third, eighteen sixty to October eighteen sixty one. It Not even two barely years. Barely it was a, a year and a half. Oh my god. Wow. Between Missouri and California. Yeah. And wow. yet there's so many stories about the Pony Express. Everyone's heard of it, but they wow. don't know the story. Ten days to San Francisco. That's oh wild. God. And what was the last part? One of the carriers. How many horses did they have to have? I, I don't know. Because all different directions, too. No, just it was just one line. Oh, just San just Francisco go, Yeah, essentially from Missouri. Yeah. And then they would pass it off to other, like, mail carriers once they got to a certain, I like, think so. town or something. Okay. Jeez. And um, one of the carriers was shot, I think, mm. and the horse got loose. Oh. And so all the freaking mail was floating around <laughs> for something like five or ten years. Oh, my God. When they found the it's horse. It's the original lost luggage. Yeah. You know, like when you don't know where your luggage goes. <laughs> and they found the horse eventually. And then they delivered the mail something like 20 years later or something crazy like that. So Wow. So um, those are my three favorite. Now, now, do you have enough time to figure out what your favorites were? Um, you were spending too much time looking up the Pony Express. I did. And then also, sorry, I've been texting my mom. And she did say that. She said my grandma worked on all the Apollos. And I said, starting on what one? She said Mercury. So one. That Mercury was a pre- <laughs> yeah. Apollo one. Mercury was a precursor to the Apollo. So she started working on that. And she helped to build their circuit boards. That so. is cool. Wow, so she was shout out grandma. Engineer. I guess. Anyways, yeah, I'm clearly hidden following figure. in her footsteps. Yeah, she was a hidden figure. That's a good movie. That. I loved that movie. Such a good movie. I highly recommend you check it out. And actually, it's a great precursor to my um my your story. My story. And I'm sorry, this is like a second hand, but I went to a conference in D.C. like last week or two weeks ago, and there was a reception at the brand new African-American Museum. Mm-hmm. And I, like an idiot, did not register to go. And so then I tried to add it and I couldn't and it was full. <coughs> and the next day, everyone who went loved it. I mean, they were raving about how great that one was. I only got um, to drive by it and it is spectacular on the outside. Yeah. 
But um, it was on my list to do, but we just ran out of time. Yeah. It was the next on the list. I wasn't able to make it. What did they t- tell you about it? Well, one thing everyone was mentioning was that, I mean, at conferences, there's a lot of like seeing people you haven't seen in a long time and doing business. Everyone's in a generally very happy celebratory mood. Yeah. So they take them, you know, for a dinner reception and you get to go through the museum. And so they say... You know, as soon as you enter this and you're going through it, it is very somber. Like, you are seeing very heavy things. And so it was all kind of awkward. Like, that, you know, you kind of just, yeah. that party mood got shut down um, as people were taking it in and, and loving it um, and then had to digest it before they could, like, do the dinner and start kind of, yeah. like, being, um, going back to their, their general atmosphere. But um, just how great it was and all-inclusive and that they felt like it was a very real portrayal um, and I think their reception even included like some like song and dance numbers, like from yeah. some ensembles, which seemed really cool. So um, even though I haven't even been there, I recommend it. <laughs> um, seems like it'd be really neat. And also another one I haven't been to, but was recommended is the Newseum. Museum. Museum, like N E W S. Museum. It, it, but it's about oh. the news, like oh, a news, news. and yeah. yeah, I got it. Like got uh, it. news and media. That's fake news. <laughs> yeah, fake news. <laughs> the fake museum. Um, but it was recommended. But I also haven't been there. That's not. That's not as part of the Smithsonian, though. I, I don't mean. think so. I don't think that's part of the Smithsonian. No. I've heard that one's so. really good too. Yeah. So no end to the good museums in DC. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then actually something that is not in the city, mm-hmm. but is the DC area that I went to recently <laughs> and I did enjoy was Mount Vernon. Did you, when did you go? I went on this past trip. I was there. Yeah. yeah I was able, I had a, a friend who lived there, so she had a car. So we were able <laughs> nice. to like go outside the city. Um, so we went and saw Mount Vernon. It was my first time she'd been before. But I did a short description six months ago. Do you want it? What was your did personal experience? Did you? Ex- oh, I already forgot. <laughs> um, what's, sorry, your personal you expi- what's your yeah, personal experience? It was really hot. So that was kind of annoying. <laughs> and actually, it was under construction. Like the They were redoing the outer facades. Uh-huh. Um, well, not facade, but they were doing the outside of it. But um, it was great. It was so much. I mean, basically the entire estate, this is George Washington's estate, mm-hmm. is intact. Like the mm-hmm. floorboards are the literal floorboards that he was on. Um, and they, you know, explained to you about the colors of the wall paint and why they <laughs> symbolized wealth and like people's um, portraits who were up that were original that like he had hung and things right. like that, you know, really neat. And then you get to go through his back quarters and the bed that he died on. So the house oh. is really cool. And then the estate is huge. So there's a mm-hmm. lot to do. There's a lot to like um, stroll through and see. And they have like little demonstrations of like the people welding and <laughs> explain to you, we're like making his doorknob right now or whatever. And um, the, yeah, they have like a little city that like a little town area where they make yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. And um the gardens and they did have the um, slave quarters and I actually really appreciated that they chose their words wisely and they did mention like these enslaved people like Mm -hmm. they didn't try to make it just seem like a random slave like this was someone who was enslaved and working for the family Um, they were and they were very upfront about like how hard their life was and what they were actually subjected to Mm -hmm. and um, even though I think George and Martha Washington had um 
a reputation for being very kind slave owners. Fair. Whatever you, For, yeah, whatever, yeah. What does that mean when, you're especially a slave in that owner day and age? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that didn't mean that they were exempt, like because they George wasn't always the one watching them, right? Like right. they had like a line of command and like or working in the kitchen. How hot it got! It was outside the house because they were always cooking and and things like that. So I think a lot of these places are kind of getting a makeover in reality, which is nice. is nice. Um, but it was a, a really neat place, and it's right on the Potomac. Beautiful views. How oh, far is it cool. from DC? <sighs> 12, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, but, no, it's not, not too far. Like car, it's a short car. Okay. I just, I, I took don't an Uber think there there's. Um, okay. Yeah, you would have to drive. I don't think there's any kind of transportation mm-hmm. there. That's like the only problem. Yeah, I usually like to take public transportation, and yeah. in this particular case, we had to take an Uber both directions. Mm, okay, um, but it wasn't yeah. a problem. I mean, it was like 10, 15, I mean, like 15, 20 minutes at most. Yeah, it's not bad. So, yeah. What I thought was interesting was because uh, I went to, I had a recent experience just to do them relatively close back to back was like to go to Versailles, mm-hmm. where you have mm. a French king, yeah. and then you have um, the Mount Vernon, which is the first American president. And it's just like, it's night and day. I mean, yeah. it is a huge estate. And it's a huge, a very good-sized building. Mm-hmm. It's it's a wood, rickety structure that was yeah. built. I mean, it was it was originally a smaller house that they kept on adding wings onto. The When yeah. you walk up to it, like, the, the boards don't line up. And, mm-hmm. and the floorboards are not, like, they're not, like, immaculately polished. They're just, like, something you might find in a farmhouse. Sure. And the exterior of the house um, was made out of wood, mm-hmm. but to make it look like it's stone, what they would do is they, they would... They carved it, like, they, or they... They bevel it to look yeah, like it... to and, look like it was stone. That's what they were redoing, yeah. so you could see a lot of it, the original wood was exposed. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what else they did is they would paint it with, like, whitewash, Wash. and then would put sand on it um, to make the wood look like it was made out of stone. stone. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So... Anything um, else? Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot you had already talked about that. No, um, but it's just a different perspective, too, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you mean in D.C.? Yeah. City. Yeah, I'm thinking. Or nearby. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the Adams Morgan district. That's actually like the bar district. But mm. Surprise. I know. <laughs> but no, I feel like so part of the vibe of D.C. is most of the people who live there are politicians i mean you get people who move there because they're politicians or they're interested in politics they're working on capitol hill and so there's a lot of like intellectual discussion around what's going on in the country and um i don't know i just i i kind of like being in that like atmosphere of just discussion and whatever the politics i mean it's frustrating today but it's just kind of a nice like yeah different yeah environment i guess and i love embassy row (laughs) Which is not really somewhere you just stroll. It's a long street, but it's really cool if you are on it, even in a taxi. You go by all the different houses and you see all the different flags and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. They're, for the most part, all on this one (coughs) street. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So it's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. And they have, I mean, these are things that are open year round, but I mean, like, they have some neat things, like they have a Chinatown. Oh, their Chinatown's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small Chinatown, but it's a fun little Chinatown. Um, They have the arena for the Wizards. Mm -hmm. And the Washington Nationals baseball team Mm -hmm. plays there too. Yes. 
<laughs> there's just so many things that you can do along with the Smithsonian. Is it pretty know? safe there? Because someone told me if you kind of leave like that area, the main part of D.C., it's not safe Pretty anymore. much everything you want to do is in the Northwest Quadrant, which is... It's all safer. of it, the mall, the Capitol Hill, the White House, all of that. Um, if you see tourists, it's safe. If you don't see tourists, <laughs> think of Get think, out. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. It's not no. like that. But it's just like, you know, if you see a tourist, it's a safe area. I, I can't speak to it. I don't even know if I've been outside of it. Like, I may have driven through it, but I don't yeah. recall ever being somewhere that didn't feel safe. It depends on if you get into the wrong area, um, yeah. it can get rough. But for the most part, anywhere that you would be as a tourist, <laughs> it is a safe area. Yeah. And somehow this whole city just comes off very like clean and tidy and mm-hmm. nice and it, yeah. great good. subway system, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of getting a little old and they, it's too many people on it. But it's not New York problems. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. not at that level. So. I also, these days, if I'm there, I steer clear of the White House only because there's probably a lot of protests out there and stuff going on. Um, but it, it is always neat. Like, if you drive by it and you see it, you're like, holy, it's the holy. White House. that's the White House. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Zoo. The zoo. I love the zoo. Yeah, it's supposed to be a good one. The pandas there, I think, are mm-hmm. yeah. pandas. It's one of the few places that have pandas right. in yeah. the United States. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Do they have the red panda or just the regular? I don't know. I don't know about red pandas, but they definitely, they are the first. So <clears throat> pandas in the United States pretty much started in Washington, D.C. Hmm. In order to get pandas, especially now, you have to get them as a, um, you don't even own the pandas when you get the pandas. They're wow. kind of borrowed or rented. So, like, the San Diego Zoo borrows and rents the pandas and breeds the pandas, and the bred pandas belong to China. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Oh. And so, um, I think it was a Nixon administration where pandas came to Washington, D.C., and um, they were, ju- it was just like a, it's almost like a market diplomacy between China, unlike today, right now, we have a lot of problem tensions, but it was the beginning of the opening between the U.S. and China. And so part of it was to get, they gave some pandas and they were successfully breeding them somewhat in Washington, D.C. as well. <laughs> so if you wanted to see pandas in the U.S. when in the 70s, you had to go to D.C. Oh, what is wow. a spectacular zoo? Yeah. So have you been, it's like, no. it's like, it's. But I know they Just have a good a one. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> museum. I mean, a beautiful zoo. And did we ever talk about the Arlington National Cemetery? Go ahead. Nope. Well, it's, I think I kind of talked just kind of like in passing. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, it's considered like D.C. It is in Arlington, Virginia, which is mm-hmm. essentially right across the river. I think you can get there from public transport. Yes. I think so. But it's obviously huge. It's our national cemetery. So um, you have a lot of presidents who are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite thing there is the statue of the Iwo Jima, the flag mm. being raised. So that's a very iconic. Um, Senator McCain's in there. Oh, yeah. He's mm-hmm. in Arlington National Cemetery. Yeah. A lot, a lot of presidents yes. are. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's huge. It's really cool to to walk by and see a lot of historical figures. And, of course, you have, like, your Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and just, you know, the general populace who, like, protected the country. And seeing the Iwo Jima statue was just my favorite. And it's, like, a little outside of the city. And I think there's, like, a nice view of the city, if I remember hmm. right. And um, nice stroll and, like, greenery. So that's a really cool place to visit, too. But to also remember all the people who have served yes. to, yeah. to 
yes. maintain the way of American life as well. 100%. And that Iwo Jima statue, I mean, you grow up seeing it uh, in yeah. so many movies. It's like from World War II. And mm-hmm. that was like very sobering and like <clears throat> bringing you back to, you know, what it all represented. And um, yeah. Did you see the Vietnam War Memorial? Yes. <clears throat> so that one's also hard, like emotional. Yeah. That's yeah. one of. Maya Lin is um, the the architect behind that, mm-hmm. and so in so many ways, first she's Asian. Um, second of all, it is the only inverse uh, mm. monument. So the thing is, mm-hmm. all typically monuments come out of the ground. Yeah, this is one that protrudes from the ground, mm-hmm. and it is remarkably sensitive to the landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, Many didn't like it originally, and now I think it's pretty well loved. It's mm-hmm. something that, um, but it's something is, and also most of them are white, and this one is in dark, um, yeah. almost black stone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is something to see. Um, and um, and it's, I've heard so many stories of people having conversations with vets who are out oh, there oh. Um, coming to see their the names of their friends honored there. And I think that's one thing, too. It's it's one of our more recent wars. So mm-hmm. there's still a lot of <clears throat> living people who have memories of that right. or people who have passed. So, um, yeah, that's one to be cog- – that's something to think about if you yeah. visit it. Um, it's still really an open wound for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I actually have a really, I think, heartwarming story <clears throat> where I had a friend in college who – um, he was planning to join the service. His dad was in the service. And when his dad, when he was younger, like took him to D.C. And they were at the Vietnam Memorial. And I think there was someone who was being probably disrespectful, but like yelling, protesting, like being mean. And um, my friend was like, I'm going to go like say something to that guy. And his dad stopped him and said, absolutely not. Like, I fought. So that guy has the freedom to do that. Right. Wow. I'm not encouraging to be disrespectful, yeah. but I thought that was so big of his dad to, to say, say that. that. They fought yeah. to give that person the ability to um, have an opinion and face yeah. it. Yeah. That is one of the. Yeah. So that really stuck with me, and I think about that a lot. But Wow. Yeah, so DC, you can't visit it without really being confronted with this nation's founding and its ideals and what it stands for yeah. and. It's where it's trying to go. It's positive <laughs> aspects and some of our shortcomings yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So, and and that's why I love the Smiths. I mean, and and but it's just this think that we have a series of institutions like the Smithsonian where it's free, it's available to the general public for free, and yeah. then also it's the research institution where they're actually mm-hmm. doing science to try to help people as in general and i think it's just really yeah. neat to do that yeah so go out and hang out and check it out so. nice and there's good food <laughs> anything else we have to answer for you <laughs> i think that's good there's a lot to see and do yeah Okay, well, I mean, cool. I think we can come back and do those again, other uh, other ones that we like. But I think that's enough yeah. for today. So if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes five. or Google Play. Five, <laughs> not four. One, two, three, four, five. Five. Because five. Um, your vote helps others like you find our podcast. Want more travel stuff? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can find our photos, and we have all sorts of travel tips on both of them. Last of all, before we jet off, we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California. You're having a date. <laughs> Don't drop the mic. 
Don't. Mic drop. End it now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, which only offers the very, very best continuing education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu and you won't be disappointed. Thanks again for tuning for tuning in and we'll see you in our next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.